Lockdowns are becoming a thing of the past. Cinemas are opening and streaming services are buoyed by success at the Oscars. Is it a new golden age? Pop culture rushed out to see what we could see, excitement in our eyes and a pep in our step. We watched what we could when we could. We should have been a little more cautious. This double feature proves that things aren't what they seem. From a hint of romancing the stone to a mockumentary of the business of making blockbusters, we search for the lost city only to find we should have stayed in our bubble. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Just a flesh wound. Axe on, hat. Axe on. I know Kung Fu. Yippee-ki-yay, mother I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Read, for lack of a better word, is good. Show me the money. I drink your milkshake. The snozberries taste like snozberries. How do you like them, Max? All right, all right, all right. These guys are 11. I'll be back. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It wasn't the airplanes. Was beauty killed the beast? Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I'm Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. How are you guys doing? Been a while. It has. Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, getting there. Yeah, yeah that, was, a... that was laden with enthusiasm. Fantastic. I'm all about enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, you know, <laughs> I think it's the films that we watched. It sort of yeah. really deflated me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we go right, to the so cinema had... to escape. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I wanted to escape the, the cinema with one of these. Um, thankfully, with the bubble, uh, I could just leave the room. It was fantastic. <laughs> Turn it off and switch over, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, The Bubble and Lost City. So The Bubble's a Netflix comedy directed and written by Judd Apatow, everyone's favourite director. <laughs> and starring everybody, Christ. People who ha- should be doing better things. And The Lost City, directed by Adam and Aaron Nee, presumably two brothers whose parents have no imagination. And also starring everybody, hey? And neither does the movie. <laughs> the Knee Brothers. <laughs> I, oh, I they actually are referred to as the Knee Brothers. That, the Knee Brothers. The Knee Brothers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, which what? One? They're directing the remake of Masters of the Universe? <laughs> now you're outraged. Now I'm depressed. <laughs> Anyway, so whatever. which one do we do first? Ah, uh, I believe the the uh, oh, which one was released first? Lost no City idea. was technically released first. Okay, let's go with that then. All right, the Lost City, a movie that trailed well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you uh, know, it sort of took you seemed more excited about this phone. than you should have. 
yeah, the romancing the stone sort of idea. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, I guess Sandra Bullock's usually pretty solid in the comedies. Mm. Um, I, I, I reserve judgment on Channing Tatum, but I was willing to give it a risk. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's <laughs> how did that risk yes, pay off? It tailored well, but that's the best it did. Um, yeah, I uh, very, very disappointed with the whole thing. It was such a weird, um, how I, I like just from the awkward points of where they're doing an author questionnaire and you know, the idea of the jumpsuit and the weird stools and that to me pretty much demonstrated the humour of the film and how it was just awkwardly played out. Mm. And so much so by Channing Tatum. And Sandra Bullock was sort of just, I think, going through motions, not really that invested in it. So, um, yeah, very, very disappointing as a general comment. Yeah, I don't really have much to add to that. I felt that um, Sandra Bullock was oddly misplaced as almost the straight man in the film and she's so good with comedy and um Channing Tatum can do well I mean I enjoyed his work in the 21 and 22 Jump Street films but um that's because it's meant to be outrageous and bombastic but I think that's I think that's mm. that's where he that's his wheelhouse he, he it's like outrageous loud humor yeah and he unfortunately um wasn't able to I guess transfer that over into the lost city he is this romantic lead and I guess the entire time I was watching this movie, I'm like, this is like Romancing the Stone. This is the second movie I've compared Romancing the Stone to in the space of a year. <laughs> so maybe it's an upward trend that we're seeing. But um, I will say the saving grace of this movie was um, 10 minutes of Brad Pitt just being completely awesome. <laughs> the, but, like, how it stood out just painfully. Yeah, it, it was weird. Like, I've been describing it to Scott um aside from the podcast years it was like brad pitt was a totally different character from a totally different film yeah that had so much more gravitas than this one mm. and, and plonked in it and just sucked away the, the attention <laughs> every moment that he was there and like it, was, he... it, was, it was so nuanced compared to them and it was just weird how it fit like that yeah he just wandered onto the wrong movie set and you know just kept going with it anyway <laughs> Yeah, improv the whole way. Yeah, exactly right. Like that was really enjoyable because it was um, such a departure from the rest of the film. It was action-packed. It was funny. Um, however, once again, it did misuse um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seas Red Right Hand. No movie seems to get that one right. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Jason's. <laughs> Never, this one didn't do it justice then, mate. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, back to Channing Tatum, though, mm. it was it was such a weird character too. I think this is what gave it a disservice. It, he was trying to show this sensitive and understanding side to the character in little moments, mm. but then just reverts back to ridiculous, you know. Yeah, he, his character just seemed to be riding a spectrum between oddly, at some points, strangely intelligent, mm. and then back to complete, like, moron itsy sort of thing yeah 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 well yeah. i mean i guess he was kind of like trying to make fun of male models and then gave up on that halfway through <laughs> yeah maybe if he stuck with um making fun of models or specifically i guess making fun of fabio who is 
you know, the lauded um, male model for erotic novels. Like if he had that to work with, I think that would have been a much better um, character. But I don't know. It just seemed so by the numbers and not very interesting. And that was most of this film. And um, what dragged it down as well was um, just a really boring villain. Like I know people love Daniel Radcliffe and I think he's a cool dude, but I'm not sure about his acting. That said, (laughs) I I liked him more than... Like I had more fun watching him than watching the other two, and like the interactions between him and Sandra Bullock as sort of like entitled brat. Yeah, because he's having like, fun with it. But like, but 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 genuinely sinister in moments. <laughs> was was fine. Um, every minute of um, her publicist's character, uh, Divine Randolph, was agony. Yeah. <laughs> like painful humor yeah i didn't quite see the appeal there's ways to do that character and to be really really funny and steal the movie but um it just didn't happen with um her i'm afraid no that said this movie's rocking like nearly 80 percent on rotten tomatoes so apparently we're in the minority oh look i think there's probably a good film in there um i just think it perhaps needs a little bit more workshopping that's all and um having all of the actors in there you know pre- at least pretending to give a damn <laughs> mm. i think yeah. it was only the moment with the car it was like about the only time i laughed oh yes just where the car got wrecked jack trainer <laughs> and yeah anything to do with brad pitt's character was really funny mm. yeah i mean it, it came down to the fact that he did the same line as Channing Tatum. Mm. Channing yeah. I want to say this, and then you know you go okay, and then Brad Pitt actually does it. And, <laughs> yeah, and that that was funny. Afterwards, but... <laughs> yeah. There's also um, unfortunately a post credit scene where I think that kind of undoes all the good work that Brad Pitt's character had. Like he's there for a very brief moment, that was and so then he's, strange. he's brought back at the end for no reason, and it just completely it kind of ruined it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind that because it was just a little bit more absurd than the rest of the film, like a, a bit surreal. Mm. It, it, but it didn't help the film in any way. That's just <laughs> yeah. I just sort of went, oh, this is bizarre. Okay, I, I can go with that because it's just so strange. But um, I'm just wondering whether they're hoping they can do another film. The Jack, God, I'd I... watch the Jack Trainer movie. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> the prequel. <laughs> so anyway, the only the only joke that really got me was when she was describing Daniel Radcliffe, and she's like, "I thought it was a child on a beach, but then I got closer, and it's just a little man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. <laughs> he has a beard and everything. <laughs> Other than that, uh, yeah, there's not much to enjoy. I didn't enjoy it at all. No. Yeah. And- I- it, it had a, I think it had a fairly good concept in terms of uh, it was it was sort of like Jewel of the Nile, I guess, if you remember seeing the sequel to Romancing the Stone, mm. where the actual jewel isn't what you think it is, and mm. it it had that same sort of premise, which could have worked really well if it if you'd felt the journey to it. But um, I think they'd had that idea the whole way, but didn't think how they were going to build towards it. And um, it was yeah. a shame. Yeah, and I think um, given that it's a bit of a 
um, I guess a MacGuffin um, kind of thing, that um, blood crown or whatever it was. It's You can sort of see what the end result will be if you've seen these sorts of movies before. So um, that didn't offer anything different and nor, neither did the exploration. I mean, um, to compare it to a film that we saw maybe recently, Jungle Cruise had a very similar concept with the plants and going into this underground valley in a waterfall or under a sinkhole or something like that. Mm. And it takes place in a similar kind of area. It also contains um, Hispanic and um, Latin American history. So there's an upward trend of those sorts of films coming back into fashion by the looks of it. Oh, I would love to see it done well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to be about time travel. Don't get your hopes oh, I heard that, mm. yeah. But, um, yeah, it's underwhelming is the best way I could describe it. It, it wasn't something that I'd walk out on, but it was just very underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. However, we can do worse. Yeah, we, we're, we can, we're going downwards. I can <laughs> see your lost city and raise you a bubble. No. Raise <laughs> or lower? <laughs> I mean, if that were at a cinema, that's definitely walkout worthy. Yikes. Oh. <laughs> I did not finish the movie. I could not. Oh, he's admitting to that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was pain, it. And, and you painful. Know what? I actually did finish Space Jam and New Legacy, so I don't know where I where I stand about this. Uh, this movie okay. is uh, fucking me, terrible. It took me three watches to get through it. I had to keep restart. Well, not restarting. Yeah, but it took I had you to find yeah. where I was up to and go. All right, let's just keep plugging through it. I was going to make a joke about like, oh, it took you three attempts to watch an 80-minute movie, but the thing's fucking over two hours long. I know. Mm. Yeah. It it uh, never ends. I always... Oh. I, I've never been a fan of Judd Apatow. There, I said it. Um, I said what I said. Um, <laughs> but, name a good job. Name a good movie he's made. Yeah, I can't. Um, so, you know what? Freaks and Geeks is okay. Yeah, but that's just okay. <laughs> and, you know, you can't keep riding that coattail forever, Judd. Um <laughs> So, yeah, this one was just so lifeless and trying so hard to be a clever commentary of what it's like for actors being in isolation and creating a movie together. And it turns into this absurd escape movie from the set. It's just bizarre. And everyone's horrible. Like, you don't like a single one of these people. Yeah. They're... Maybe yeah. maybe David Duchovny? Yeah, I was going to say he's probably the only. But he's like, he's isn't he sort of he's bad? Was he having an affair with Leslie? No, no, they were married or something. They were married. They were married. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it it felt you know you talked about workshopping the earlier film. This one felt over workshopped in terms of mm. too many voices coming in with too many different ideas, and it just scattergunned everything. Um, mm-hmm. I I really couldn't find much of a thread. I think. Uh, I guess Gillian's character is the one that's trying to create the thread through the whole thing, but it still yeah, doesn't Yeah, I guess she's the mm. protagonist. Yeah, essentially, but it's yeah. not really clear. And, mm. um, yeah, uh, I think you saw the limitations of her as well. Like, it's not like she could carry this film. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, think she, I don't think that, like, she ever had enough to, or enough of a character to work with. She's certainly not a bad actress. It's just... No, but it 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 sort of even made the joke of pulling lines from her within the film. So it's mm. 
you know, I, I don't know whether you got that far in the end because they get annoyed with her. They start taking parts of her script out and she just has to sit there and oh. say absurd things. And it's sort of I think I got, I got, I got, I know I got past, just past the vomiting. Yep. And just, I was just burnt out on it. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, I don't think there was any one character in this other than maybe some of the support cast that stood out. As yeah, they're, they're like their, their handlers were yeah. oddly pretty, pretty funny. The the, mm. the really odd looking fellow. <laughs> sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't take the time to memorize your name. Whoever you are, um, the the like teaching you how to make eyes thing that like genuinely cracked me up, and that was it. <laughs> it was one nugget of joke. All of the scenes with Peter Serafinowitz and um, Kate McKinnon were like agonizingly bad attempts to, I mm. think, try to mirror what Tropic Thunder did really well with making fun yes. of movie production. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I immediately yeah. thought of Tropic Thunder and I was just yeah. like, that's a much better film. <laughs> well, that that's because it, I mean, I have to say, it, Tom Cruise was sort of unrecognisable in that in the way he was doing it. So he was throwing himself right into that as a character. and um, It's his best role. And then when it's, he, it's, it's, he doesn't play Tom Cruise. the grip and go, go punch, <laughs> the punch that motherfucker in the face. <laughs> like, and the really grip's like me. It's still funny. Yeah, there's nothing in this, you know. They're sort of really lazy. Oh, look, there's um, there was a mini driver or something. I don't know. She, she suddenly celebrity spots and um, it just yeah, it all falls really flat for a majority of these. Usually quite good actors, um, mm. and I think it was trying to do a lot of different things, like you'd have as a variety show. So you know, imagine mm. we're watching a, an extended SNL with a theme for all yeah. the skits, and it sort of just felt like that. It, it, yeah, yeah, you're right. And how everything felt just disjointed, and it, it's it really did feel like some scenes were filmed in isolation of each other. <laughs> Maybe they're method acting, and they all were done. In isolation. Oh, <laughs> like every shot of Pedro Pascal feels like they just caught him in the while he was you know in a hotel between set shoots on the Mandalorian, and just had him popping that out of a door for a minute. <laughs> Perhaps the bubble was research for. Um... Uh, the Nicolas Cage movie that he maybe later on. Maybe. <laughs> He's going method on it. Mm. But um, uh, uh, I mean, I the the concept is funny, and I think I was talking to Jace about this. Like, th this movie is trying to parody what has famously happened with the production of Jurassic World Dominion, where all the mm. actors were off shooting the movie, and then all of a sudden this happened, and they all got locked in a hotel together for like a month or something. And you know mm. what? Being locked in a hotel with Jeff Goldblum does sound like an amazingly bizarre experience. This fails to capture that. In, wouldn't it just be like, he made a documentary series where he's like, you're wearing sneakers. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> he just seems like such a weird dude. <laughs> I, I'm surprised there wasn't some sort of news story that was, you know, um, this just in, um, famous actor shot and killed Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, Sam Neill throws Jeff Goldblum out a window. Yeah, you know, he had it coming. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, this just, it doesn't feel like a, an intelligent 
satire of the film industry. It doesn't feel like, other than like, <laughs> actors use drugs. <laughs> yeah. We know. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. We all know you have very sensitive egos and, you know, you need to be told that you're important and that you're amazing. It's okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything actually that redeemable about it at all myself. Um, we chose this double because I guess it was like double dipped in shit. That's really <laughs> what we'd seen. It's... um. It was just so bad and it was so disappointing to come out and, you know, we're, we're starting to see films again in the cinema mm -hmm. and we've just gone straight back to a lot of garbage being pumped out. Thrown out. Yeah, that's right. And it's the a shame. The bubble really felt like one of those, like someone had a memo and they were like, oh, like, did you hear about that? And, oh, that would be funny. Wouldn't that be funny to make a movie about that? Oh, yeah, cool. Like, here's 10 million bucks from Netflix. Go fucking do it. In, and you've got 15 days. Get whoever you can get. And and none of it felt planned or and maybe it's just like the strength of Judd Apatow as a director not being able to, you know, keep everyone moving in the same direction because it just feels mm. like a mess yeah you would have thought that you know lockdown and um staying at home would have had you know a lot of um creators to have an introspective look at what they do and how they create but clearly not <laughs> maybe it just I, I think it would have also created common things that mm. we we as an audience could relate to um, yeah but it didn't do that and you know what we've all we're all going we've all been through that now we've all been through the tests and and you know all that that sort of stuff and if you're not dealing with it in a way that even i think not that i'm saying you can't make fun of it you should make fun of it but do it in a way that's at least remotely <laughs> funny <laughs> like or universally you, you get what i mean like yeah. something to sort of at least um make sure that there's a light at the end of the tunnel with such a, you know, horrible experience, really. And, and how, and, and we talk about, like, films being, um, like, time-locked or dated. This movie's funny now. It's not going to be funny next year if you enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like, the moment mm. we're out of this pandemic, no one's going to give a fuck about this movie. No. I don't give a fuck about this movie now. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You feel like you're wasting energy on talking about it. <laughs> but look, you know what? We, we, we didn't talk about the Michael Bay COVID movie. So, yeah, we missed that one. Yeah. We, we didn't miracles. cover lock, Lockdown, which was actually not a bad movie. The, 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 the heist thriller set during lockdown. We've covered one and it's shit. Yeah. Just Thanks, like COVID. <laughs> this is the worst thing to come out of COVID. <laughs> Theatrically. <laughs> no, I, I stand by what I said. <laughs> so if you are feeling utterly, utterly depressed and need two things to make you feel worse about yourself, the bubble and the lost city are turds for you. Other than Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty good. Or if, you know, you want to see a good example of um, The Lost City, Chrissy Jewel the Nile. It's on, it's on a good streaming service near you. It's genuinely <laughs> good. Go one better and watch Romancing the Stone. 
Oh yes, yes, romancing the stone. Yeah, that's actually a must. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we we see how all these sort of things are derivatives of derivatives of derivatives, and I, mm. I do remember going to see romancing the stone, thinking, oh, this is just going to be a knockoff of Indiana knock Jones. Right? Yeah, yeah, and but it was totally different, and it was mm. really refreshing. So, yeah. um, this none of these do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. Uh, sorry, I've been Scott. Yes, yes sorry. <laughs> I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump onto wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review. We'd be very grateful and it will stop us from crying at night. And you could share it with a friend, you know, that'd be, that'd be swell. And if you want to catch us on social media, we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, and we're on Instagram and we're on YouTube. Catch you next week on Pop Culture. Yeah, I know, everything sucks, and this is gonna be the last time you hear me complain.